It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Well, I got to tell you, last night was a classic example of why I struggle so mightily <laughs> to, watch to be basketball. a basketball guy. I was there, and then I left after the third quarter. But uh, the first half was great. Yeah. It was intense, and uh, the Wolves, even though they're an inferior team, were battling their arse off, and all of a sudden... They're 27 behind. It was unbelievable how quick they hit them in the mouth. Uh, I think that the three-pointer has become too big a part of the game. I think they ought to move it back a foot. They got to do something. This is not the way basketball was intended to be played. Mm -hmm. To just have a guy throwing the ball up from all over and there's no other skills involved moving the ball around. I, I, I have never liked the three-point game. I like the old grittier game with the pull-up jump shot and stuff like that. But the public likes the three. You know, the public treats every three-pointer like it's a home run. Mm-hmm. Even though there's 40 a game. You don't hit 40 home Does runs Does anybody even do a hook shot anymore? A uh, little, no, not really. No, little, little, maybe one-handed thing once in a while. Not, Remember Jabbar with those things? Oh, yeah. They were, but the how only, consistent he was. But the game is, uh, now it's uh, take it inside, throw it outside. Mm-hmm. Or with that team, you know, they got, they usually have four three-point shooters on the floor. And I'm, you know, I'm not knocking them. Harden is fantastic. He'd be fantastic in any era. But, uh, you know, it's just... To me, it just is not my idea of basketball. I was so intrigued by Harden, I looked him up. Arizona State. Yes. And he went to high school in California. Mm-hmm. He's got the seventh richest contract in in the world of sports. Yeah, and that doesn't even include the shoe money no. he's making. And he doesn't appear to have any tattoos. Uh, did he not? You know who he did date for a while? Chloe hmm. Kardashian. Oh, no. That, that and he got it, but he me. got himself out of it. Good. He got, he saw that. Before uh, he could get sucked in. Yes. Well, he did. <laughs> he was in it for about, you know, he finally figured out she wanted him on the reality show and he bailed. Good for and him. And he, in two, I think it was in 2016. That's how I read up a good piece on him in the summer of 2016. He said, the hell with this. I thought you got that from your wife. No, what happened to him was that he showed up once just in Europe, Mm -hmm. and she wasn't even with him, and there was paparazzi all over the place because they 
Not because he was James Harden, the basketball player, mm-hmm. because he was Chloe's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he bailed and said, that's enough of that. And he's, he says, it's all about hoops for me now. So well, Good for him. Good for him. He seems like a pretty good dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, and certainly he's got a nice, he keeps the beard nice. It's a nice you know, beard. Nice beard. Nice beard. Who was yes. the musician I said earlier, Rook? Uh, Richie Valens. No, Richie, Richie, Richie Havens. Haven. He looks like Richie Havens. Yeah. Well, yeah, he does. We're going to win, twins. <laughs> yeah. But he's... Uh, uh, he's kind of like the the crowd last night was chanting Harden socks, which and I think cheer, is ridiculous. Cheering at him, it's like when they he used d- he to, doesn't. It's like when they used to boo Jeter. Yeah, Jeter didn't do anything Why? except be good. It's good. Yeah, and uh, Harden's the same way. Uh, but it's you know the I'll tell you what what I didn't miss about the Timberwolves being in the playoffs is the nonsense before the game starts. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's just ridiculous. The first, and then we get some guy that sings the anthem that takes six and a half minutes. Come on, come on, get it over with. We we hear these uh, five thousand times a year. We don't need you to make a seven minute anthem out of it, pal. See, I missed whatever all the that. hell your name I, is. I was watching Toronto hosting Boston and forcing oh. a game seven. Then I had to click over to the Twins and watch them get humiliated. Oh, that was worse. And then I and then I thought, wow, this is a great first half of this Timberwolves game. And then I turned back after the half and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened What here? just happened here? You know, when uh, the great Bob Davis went to his first Timberwolves game, and some gal took him to the game, I think it was a one-day shot. She wasn't too impressed. But right. anyway, that was the night that Phoenix got 140 against, 128 against them or something. And <laughs> Davis came, next day, Davis said, I thought the scoreboard was broke. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. That's the second highest point total in a quarter in NBA playoff history, 50. But the last time it happened... It was 51 in the fourth quarter of a game by the Lakers when they were losing by 100. You know? 1962. Yes. And now, that was without a three-pointer, obviously. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a three-pointer then, but it's also they lost the game, so it you know just garbage time the whole fourth quarter, obviously. Well, then the, then the Lakers is more impressive. They're doing it, it was with two points. 51 points but, but, without threes. But, but the difference is... It was a competitive game when they went and got 50. And the Lakers were out of here by 62. They left they in 60. LA. Yes, yeah. they left in 60. Yeah. April of 60. Yes. And that was against Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know how many teams there were in the NBA when the Lakers left? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Now we got 30. Mm-hmm. So. You know how many teams were in hockey in 1967? <laughs> Six. Six. I know. Now, now we got you 30. got 30. 31. 31. Vegas. 32 in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Seattle. So. But it was it was it was impressive uh, show by uh, that uh, that Houston team. Oof. Well, and my uh, my whole theory has gone out the window that they were loose and they're ready to win another one. They the other teams they're not going to win another. The other one. team's a lot better than them. Yeah. That's uh, you know they played their arse off and if Houston, we were always wondering you know Houston shoots forty threes a night. Mm-hmm. And you're always wondering, okay, they haven't made them the first three games. What happens if they make them? Now we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we know it ain't good. Man, so. he just kept going, shoom, shoom, yep. shoom. I told him, I, my son, I said, uh, I can't even sound? watch this. What was the sound? Shoom. Oh, the shoom? Right. Oh, I well, guess the it's called the swish, is, I think. Now, the old-time the basketball people get driven crazy but because he, he does that step back, mm-hmm. and he moves his pivot foot about three different times, you know. Uh, right, the that's old, what... 
Lenny Horizon would have called uh, it traveling. Coach Horizon would have said, "Yeah." The NBA says that's his gathering step. You get you get to have a gathering step. Well, you got to have had. a gathering. Mr. Horizon so would be like this. Hey, what the hell? That's not a gathering step. That's traveling. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> the shoulders all. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do that, Mr. Horizon, because I called you Mr. And yes, Coach. Yes, you did. Well, not to mention hey, he's no longer Lenny. here. Well, that's what scares me even more. Yeah. Hey, Lenny. Oh, see you next year. <laughs> What's that for, Mr. Horizon? Oh, that was spring. March 30th or whatever it was. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I can see the, the joy in the kid just going, Lenny. <laughs> because that would have drove Mr. Horizon. You don't ever come back and call me Len. You just call me Mr. Horizon forever. You know, the state's uh, tallest high school basketball manager yes. was with Len. With Lenny, yeah. And, uh, On the state championship team, told, right? Told great stories about Len. <laughs> How occasionally uh, Arvis Kelly, Arvesta Arvesta Kelly, Arvesta Kelly Junior, yeah. would put his arm on, yeah. on Lenny because yeah. you couldn't touch Lenny. And, yeah. and then... Uh, Lenny, turn around, see us our vest, and just keep talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can either really have my own line discipline yeah. or win the state championship. Right, I think I'll go for the title. <laughs> you know, like, like you two, uh, Mr. Horizon wasn't much of a hugger. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't. On that last day of school, even though he yeah. loved me, and he, hey, Pollock, how you doing? Like, Pollock, you're wrong. He, he didn't care. And he, even on the last day, well, it wasn't. It, out. it wasn't. It's was like my father in law. Mr. Horizon would have gone like this. My father in law learned to extend his arm to my shoulder and then shake my hand, saying, Ed, Ed, Ed Sr. was not a big hugger, and he finally learned to. Put his arm on my shoulder <laughs> and yes. then shake my hand well, goodbye. I love old guys that weren't huggers. Oh, my yeah, gosh. There was no reason for hugging. And didn't even hate me. He just no. like, I don't want to hug you. <laughs> no, no. And he just I said, I don't want to hug you. That isn't just, Well, do what I do. You just don't hug. Right. Just don't <laughs> hug. Sports teams are on a bad run. They are. I got some really bad news today. Mm-hmm. Not only are, did our Wild uh, go out in ignominious fashion, five to nothing, and fire their general manager three days later. By the way, let me say this about the Wild. Mm-hmm. We have been told they need a tweak. Then we've also been told that they need to be. Uh, they need size, speed, and they mean they need more size, speed, and skill. What else is there? That sounds like more than a tweak. That's more to than me. a tweak. Because that's, that's it. That's, that's a rebuild. You, that's size, yep. speed, skill. Right. Isn't that it? What about grit? <laughs> well, do we got grit? If you got Maybe size, you got size, grit. Yeah, size, speed. <laughs> size, speed, and skill. And I'm reading that saying, Other than okay, that. Okay, what are we missing? Other than that. What, what, outside of that, yeah, B. But the Twins, horrible, horrible lately. They haven't been able to hit all season. Had a couple of nice rallies, but, uh, you know, everything is looking terrible right now. And... Uh, of course, the Timberwolves humiliated last night. Really, the second highest point total ever allowed in the playoffs. But I just saw Sports Soccer America's MLS ratings. Mm-hmm. We're twenty third in the league of twenty three. Really? 
Yes, Ooh, we we even our loons break. are even the loons. Even our loons are not highly rated. Wait a minute, our so we we have power rankings in the MLS? That's soccer America. We got to have so, power rankings. Yeah, well, Brucey McGuire retweeted them. Okay, twenty third out of twenty three. They fit right in with this town, right? Did we just cure Buxton's migraines only to have him fall a ball off, off his, his foot? toe? Off the toe. He ooh, could. Ooh, he couldn't ooh, play ooh. hockey. <laughs> no, he could not. Well, play hockey. yeah, but there's nothing worse. Than a sore toe. I get it, but holy <laughs> mackerel. What can you do if you're the fastest man in baseball if you got a bad toe? Yeah. You can chop her off. That's yeah, about it. Yeah, right? a sore toe is really nothing to mess yeah, with. What we ever determine about the migraines? Is that okay? Is he going to make it? He gets them occasionally. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I used to get them back in the old days, but I think that had more to do with gin. Than yeah, that might have been problem. a hangover and uh, dehydration. <laughs> yes, right. less less water but, to your brain. Uh, I don't know. He's uh, I, they didn't send him to the mail or anything to say, hey, how are you going to uh, con- control these? So I I don't know. Maybe he runs too fast. You know, uh, Pat, I don't want to accuse this guy of being a new listener, um, mm-hmm. but he did send an email to the Garage Logic page. Uh, Steven says, Joe. Uh, I was driving when the show started, so forgive me if you've brought this up, but I wanted to share my opinion on the discrepancy of play in games three and four for the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. I submit that the floor spacing for the Rockets wasn't really as good in games three as it was in game four, yet the Wolves seemed to shoot better from the perimeter. What say you? He sent this to Garage Logic? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you got? Break it down. I think we pretty well go along with that. Thanks. Say, Thanks uh, for the contribution. Uh, yes, I agree. Yep. <laughs> As a student of the game. Yes, yes I agree. <laughs> yeah. What you said. Yep. I'll respond, ditto. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. We love ditto. Uh, Rush, Rush has ruined ditto, though. This is pathetic, though. This record in New York is silly. Yeah, it's it's so. silly. Yeah. Who yeah. pitches tonight? We can't even blame Guardy Bar- anymore. Barrios has been fantastic. Well, he might win. He might right the ship. Well, if he doesn't give up any. Yeah. He might, uh, he might. I'm, he, uh, now Jason Stark had a stat. That, boy, he had some good stuff with Judd and Mackey today. But he had a stat that uh, at 23 or younger, uh, three games already, giving up less than three runs, I mean less than three hits, uh, and going at least seven innings. It's only happened a couple other times in, in a season for a Twins pitcher as young as him. And I was surprised Blylevin wasn't one of them. I think it was Cott. And, it was uh, Cott and, uh, and and Scott Erickson. Scott Erickson. I wonder why Blylevin didn't do that because he had, you know he got he came up at nineteen. And when he was a kid, yeah, he was good. Did anybody watch of any of the baseball game? Oh, well, I I watched uh, <laughs> parts of it. As soon as it was I four was to nothing, the, you knew it was. I was are those their regular ESPN baseball guys? Sutcliffe and uh, that's no, the B that's team. B team. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But the the play by play guy is was it Chambi or Schumann? I'm not sure. I can't recall from last. I night. only heard a little. I was but in the Matt Vaskersen and A Rod with Jessica Mendoza. Joe was the the new Sunday night crew. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not as good as the old Sunday night crew, but that's that happens. Well, tonight we get our boys back, right? Yes, we do because. But I don't in... think I don't think Bert went to New York. He did. I might not. be wrong. I don't know who we have. I think long as Bert was down in Tampa, he stayed in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I do. Bert's only doing half of them this year. Mm-hmm. He's only doing eighty of them. So, did you see him. where Pete Rose is making a million a year signing autographs? And his his wife Good for him. His wife is after it because they're still Which married. Which one? Carol's first first one. They're still married. No, no, no. He's Pat. had several. They never they never got the divorce. 
who's never well, final. Well, Carol isn't the Liberty Bell. Who's the Liberty Bell? He was married to a Liberty Bell, cheerleader. Uh, this was number one. Wife number one is looking for some money. But they got look it up, divorced. Reeves. They got to okay. be divorced. He's had a few. Yeah, I'm just He's had a few. You. Just telling He's you. He's had more than one. Maybe she wants it because she. How many Zubas can you buy for a million bucks? Mm-hmm. What a bad know. outfit he had in Cooperstown. How many bowling alleys you got to sit in? <laughs> He's a character, man. I have a hard time not liking him, though, because I was there for four days waiting for him to set the hit record. He did 45 minutes before the game, 45 minutes after the game, and never told the same story. Rose married Carolyn Engelhardt on January 25th, 1964. The couple had two children. They divorced in 1980. In 1978, a paternity suit was filed, uh, naming Rose as the father uh, of Morgan Rubio. 96 settlement. Rose well, married his second wife, Carol J. Maybe Wolling. that's the Carol I'm thinking In of. 1984, they have two children. They're uh, still married. They finalized their divorce in 2011. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking And now about. he's with another woman. Another it does, Carol? It does not say it's like Johnny Carson. He only married the same <laughs> Joanne. Joanne. Only married Joanne, yeah. So uh, one of them's a Liberty Bell, I think. Pete Rose and a Liberty Bell. Look it up, will you? Liberty Bell. One of what the cheerleaders. It's a, mean? It's a uh, Eagles cheer, uh, cheerleader. It was a Philadelphia Eagles cheerleader. Hmm. Uh, Rose and Kim have been engaged since 2011. This is the current mm-hmm. uh, Mrs., but they're not married. Well, she might not want to. Rose. She might want to put a chip in Pete's cell phone for if she wants to follow, if she wants to track his hey, movements. Rose. Rose. Who, who would hit that? Gross. Isn't he about five feet tall and 300 pounds? Yeah. Well, he's got a little Oh, He's 78. I didn't realize and he was And he's got that, that donkey's behind face. Yeah. Who's going after that? Well, could, Kenny, he's he a celebrity. Hit. He could hit. Oh, he could hit. He could hit. He was uh, on the women. By, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, well, what are you talking about here? Well, he has the most hits in baseball. Yeah. Well, he's still ugly. Well, I don't disagree. I'm just well. Plus, he used to have the awful haircut too. The, page, the, bowl. the bowl cut. The, the, bowl. the Mo Ma- Howard. The, the Prince yeah. Valiant. Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. Huh? ESPN Wait, is where we are. Okay. Right here in the TCL Let's broadcast right. studios. What else? And we'll be back in just a moment. But now where are we going? Great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota <laughs> at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and you have no money left. Yeah, not a whole lot. Stocks were down sharply today. Long-term government bond yields top 3% for the first time in four years. Caterpillar gave a warning saying its first quarter may be the best of the year. Uh, investors got a little spooked by that as well. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down for a fifth day in a row off 424 points to 24,024. The Nasdaq Composite dropped 121 points and the S&P 500 lost 35 points. Three M shares fell almost 7% and shaved almost 100 points off the Dow Industrials. 3M reported a first quarter profit in line with expectations, but trimmed its full-year guidance ranges for both profit and revenue, citing softness in its automobile aftermarket, oral care, and consumer electronics businesses. Amazon has partnered with General Motors and Volvo to deliver packages to car trunks in 37 cities as it looks for new delivery methods for customers who may be 
wary of leaving packages outside or allowing couriers inside their homes. The app-based service lets owners of certain model cars provide delivery agents with keyless access to the trunks of their cars. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. I'm working on a joke. Uh, I'm yeah, I, was, to get, I was just wondering what yeah. was a, there's a body in the yeah, trunk. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you with that joke. Uh, thank you. We're going to let you go. Check traffic. This one's sponsored by KFC. Just enough time to tell you westbound 94 off the throttle from prior to Zane over to 169. I believe that's due to an earlier traffic stop. They have cleared out of there. This summer, get a crispy... Uh, okay, take two. This summer, get a crispy chicken tenders... Tw- John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 64 degrees. Timberwolves now head to Houston for Game 5 of their series. Houston beat the Wolves last night to take a three games to one lead in the best of seven series. They will play in Houston on Wednesday. You know, the world was a better place when the first round of the NBA and NHL playoffs were three out of five. That's right. Mm -hmm. Twins will try to get back on the winning track in Yankee Stadium tonight. The Yanks winning game one When last were they night. last on a winning track in Yankee Stadium, <laughs> I, well, Johnny? I meant just for the season, yeah, actually, not because okay, they've lost right. now. Okay. Those four to row. Never been on. 19 and 51 in this century. Oh, my God. Jose Barrios pitches for the Twins tonight. CeCe Sabathia uh, goes for the Yankees. You know what is interesting is they're swinging the bat so horse bleep that uh, he can't give Molitor or Sano or anybody a day off because they all they stink. They don't have any Mauer. Yeah. Uh, lo- I didn't bring the lineup in with me, but it is a bit weird tonight. In fact, mm-hmm. Eddie Escobar's hitting cleanup. So, is there a lefty pitcher? Feci uh, is pitching. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That is some weird, wacky baseball. <laughs> uh, decades, I have more Pete Rose news here for you because okay. I, I heard you guys talking about it. Uh, decades after he was banned from baseball for illegal betting, Pete Rose continues to be a high-stakes gambler with sizable debts to casinos and the IRS. This according to his estranged wife. Uh, Carol Rose, this would be the second Carol, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. The Liberty Bell. Was she a cheerleader? Yes, yeah, she was a cheerleader. I told you guys. They that? didn't get divorced. Well, you yes. just the, stop saying Liberty Bell. That's why we're disputing you, because we're sick of you saying calling her a Liberty Bell. <laughs> well, the Liberty Bell remains married to baseball's all-time hit leader. Despite That's because Rose would always go, hey, Liberty Bell, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Remains married to <laughs> baseball's all-time hit leader, despite divorce proceedings that started all the way back in 2011. They yes, never finalized them. Never finalized them. Uh, she claims that the 77-year-old Rose earns uh, more than $1 million annually from his autograph sessions. I find that hard to believe, by the way. But he turns them into big losses during gambling sessions at casinos. That works. Rose's second wife, who married the former MLB great in 1984, now wants a judge to order Rose to clearly divulge his financial situation so the estranged couple can finally end their marriage, according to documents obtained by TMZ. Rose, later in 2011, even though he's still married to Carol, proposed to his fiancée, 38-year-old Kiana Kim. <laughs> God, he's goofy. A, f- a former Playboy model who appeared in a reality television series on TLC called Rose Hits and Misses. Are you sure it wasn't? Rose, hang up the phone. <laughs> that was the rejected title. Like yes. Rose, hang up. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, my God. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. News notes from today. Spring flooding on the Minnesota River means the temporary closing of a trail in Burnsville. A release from Dakota County said the Minnesota River Greenway Trail will close beginning tomorrow from the Minnesota Riverfront Park Trailhead at the Interstate 35W Bridge. To Does the that Min- mean more jackass bikers just driving right in the middle of the road yes. like they own the damn thing? To the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Get out of the way! Landing <laughs> under the Cedar Avenue Bridge. Closure will remain in place until floodwaters recede and any needed trail cleanup is complete. West St. Paul Police Department asking for help in finding a 54-year-old man last seen last Friday. The release says Timothy John Rolando is a vulnerable adult with mental health concerns. He was last seen in West St. Paul Friday wearing a black or charcoal gray coat and jeans. Last heard from around 1030 that night when he was believed to be in the area of the 2900 block of Rice Street in Little Canada. It's believed he's not taking his prescribed medications. He's described as six foot three, between 160 wow. and 170. Primarily Skinny fella. Yep, primarily uh, primarily uh, bald. He has no known access to motor vehicles, primarily uses public transportation. If you know anything about his whereabouts, you're asked to call West St. Paul Police or the Dakota County Communications Does Center. he have any money on him? That I don't know. Hmm. Your mouth naturally contains... I thought he was talking to Kenny. <laughs> about 700 types of bacteria. So what? Some, right. Well, some good, us. but Why others... Why tell us this? I'll tell you. Just keep listening. Some of it's good and some's not so good. Uh, Here's the problem, though. The mouths of people who routinely have one or more alcoholic beverages each day contain an overabundance of bad bacteria. Really? I thought it would kill. I thought alcohol would kill bad bacteria. Nope. Having too many harmful... I've been trying really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Having too many harmful mouth bacteria is known to lead to gum disease, heart problems, and even some cancers. Maybe that's what got Monty, huh? Yeah, Monty, because uh, yeah, he had a lot of that bad bacteria then. From yeah, that. he did. I think so. I think that could have. Well, a number of things could have got Monty. <laughs> by, contra- <laughs> by contrast, good microbes in our mouths check the growth of harmful germs, ultimately paving the way to better health. All How are you supposed to get the good ones? Well, you don't drink. Mm. Or you just go top shelf. I don't drink, so I got a very healthy mouth. That's right. That there you, you go. Your mouth's doing great. Uh, okay, I got a. I got a. Uh, now that you now that you bring up Monty. Yep. Uh, what's any any new updates on the film? I have not heard from his nephew to uh, mm-hmm. update me as to what's uh, do you, what the next. Do you move get is. the impression that he might have got bitten by more reptiles than he put on? You know, oh, that, he, that he always yeah. he, he always wanted to make them seem like they were our friends. Right. So he, I don't know if he was telling the truth. Well, the one almost killed him. Blondie. Blondie, Blondie had him all coiled up yeah. and, and ready for mm-hmm. uh, to expire. But he said he did admit that he'd have a couple close calls before mm-hmm. on the air, but he didn't tell us any of those. That big gator man that he Albert and sat there and had. Did you get the email on. I forwarded you from Dave Arneson? Who took- uh, yes, and I, I I looked at that. It wasn't really uh, airworthy. Yeah. But it was uh, it was neat to see it. It was a video of uh, Monty in his building playing with the alligator. Oh, uh, really? Metropolitan Airports Commission They're says chess. I don't Monty, know why it wasn't Monty airport. lost two out of three. <laughs> I thought you were gonna post it. You don't want to beat the alligator and have him get mad. No. Nope. Right. Metropolitan Airports Commission says there will be a significant art piece to anchor the central gathering space. In the arrivals and departure lobbies at Terminal 1 Lindbergh. A nude? (laughs) A large nude. 
Ruben knew. Yeah, Ruben yeah, big Ruben, big gal. Jen Lewin was a big truck driver up there. <laughs> Jen Lewin has been announced to be the artist to create the piece. She's internationally respected. She's from Hawaii, mostly known for... What are we wasting money on this for, John? Let's I, just get more security <laughs> gates. Okay, I, did, I didn't approve it. Don't blame okay. me. <laughs> no, it's your fault, Jen. Mostly known for her large-scale technology-driven interactive public art pieces. Uh, she's not from Minnesota, but she has close ties to the state. We, don't, we can't find a local artist. we got to go out state mm-hmm. for this. Lewin says, while Hawaii is far away, I did marry a man from Ham Lake. So I've spent a lot of time here. Well, so. Big deal. <laughs> Where is the gathering place going to be, Johnny? Uh, it uh, All it says is the central gathering place in the arrivals and departure lobbies. So, so we uh, must be spending more uh, money there to remodel that, which will screw up traffic even more. <laughs> all Coca-Cola needed to rejuvenate Diet Coke was add some flavors. Oh. Feisty cherry, twisted mango, ginger lime, and zesty blood orange, and all of them in skinny cans. Diet Coke says they've posted sales volume growth in North America during the first quarter, thanks in large part to those four new flavors. Coca-Cola said it was the first time Diet Coke's volume had risen in the U.S. and Canada since late 2010. You're going to switch to blood no. orange Diet no. Coke, Pat? How long commie, is that going to last? That's my question. Commie, yeah, yeah, I'm with you again. It's going to fade away. It's like away, putting yeah. your name on them when they put everybody's name yeah, on it. The novelty is going to wear off, and it's you know they're back down in the toilet. You know what really could guy make a guy mad when he was stopping in to get his Diet Coke supply and somebody was in front of you looking for their name on a, on a bottle. That, was, that would, that would get out I find that odd that that would That's agitate him. <laughs> Let's go. And then, and then, to make it worse, after they grab their uh, can and go up to the counter... They're asking for a specific scratch-off ticket. No, no, I want the I want the blue ones, not the green ones. When you're in line right behind them, that drives me crazy. You guys got real problems. Yes, we do. Serious. When it comes to finding a partner, monkeys are not necessarily so picky. They insist a mate comes from the same species. You'll do. New genetic Hold research. Hold enough. Hold still. New- <laughs> hey, you there. New, uh- Mr. Sheep. Close enough. Well, no, no. Hold don't still. go to sheep. Hang on. Check this out, New- donkey. <laughs> oh, no. New genetic research suggests that primates in Tanzania... Are oh. so promiscuous they'll happily cross the species divide. Hell yeah. yes, that's what but we're saying. They'll go to wherever the cigarettes are. The study <laughs> shows that red-tailed and blue monkeys living in Gambi National Park regularly get together, despite being entirely separate like creatures, like a key party with different looks and social structures. Yeah, but so can males, br- females, and different uh, species—they're all—they're all in. Huh? But can they bring them home to the parent? <laughs> First time that such cross-divide mating has been proven among the monkeys. It's resulted in a unique hybrid population, according to research published in your favorite magazine, the International Journal of Primatology. I love that, John. I get that. <laughs> Did you see the centerfold last month? Oh, fantastic. Oh, my goodness. The baboon showing it all, baby. Professor Kate The Dent- red on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Kate Detweiler. So there's a lot of promiscuity taking place. Red tails are mating with blues. Blues are mating with red tails. And the hybrids See? are mating with everyone. Fred, you ready to cross the street and more, try some strange? More proof that they are our relatives. Ah. Down in Ohio, a 
woman may want to ask some questions if she tries to borrow someone's urine test again to pass a drug test. WTOV-TV says 24-year-old Kiana Wallace was sentenced to 18 months in prison yesterday in eastern Ohio's Belmont County after submitting a borrowed urine sample that tested positive for drugs. Wallace pleaded guilty earlier this month oh. to attempted tampering with evidence. Did she have a whizinator? See, it was... I know, I was just trying to make a whizinator joke, Jen. It tested positive. I know. See the borrowed sample. It's yeah, not person. the way it's supposed to work, is it's, it? No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Guess not. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, she's in jail. Mm-hmm. So how did she get caught? Oh, so she got caught because she tested negative, and that's so she had to fess up. She tested positive because <laughs> the borrowed sample. Right, so she had to fess up and the, say, the borrowed... I borrowed this from somebody else, and that's what got her into trouble. Um, <laughs> Wait, would you borrow urine or do you loan yeah, it? Do you loan it or would it be okay uh, if I went home early? <laughs> I would lend it. Let's lend it. You lend, lend urine. Lend it. You I think it's it. good that she had someone else provide the urine sample and it was positive. That's yeah. pretty good. Anyway, mm-hmm. new story. A man. When you're hanging out with meth heads, it's probably a problem. A man encountered an unusual, uh, in unusual underpants was arrested after deputies say he was impaired and had intimate items in his pickup, according to the affidavit. Uh-oh. It happened in Florida, St. Lucie County. Sheriff's deputies stopped a Dodge pickup driven by 54-year-old Daryl Campbell of Fort Pierce. Deputy reported Campbell's truck traveled in a reckless driving pattern. Campbell's eyes were slightly bloodshot, his pupils dilated, and he looked, according to the report, very jittery. He had on no shoes. In fact, the affidavit said uh, he was wearing only a shirt, Underpants that stated breathalyzer on the side and blow here <laughs> near the funny. center of them. Is it Florida great? <laughs> yeah. Asked if he performed field sobriety exercises. Campbell just laughed and said he couldn't because he had gout. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell struck. What is wrong with people? How come there's so many mentally ill people? Samer theory. They're going nuts. What do you mean by intimate items in his truck, John? Oh. Can you define that, please? Like, uh, several condoms and binoculars. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What the hell is intimate about binoculars? <laughs> no, no toys. No toys. No handcuffs. Nope. You didn't get stuck in handcuffs. Nope. nope. No ball like gag. Nope. Mm-hmm. No rubber mask. He didn't try to light his uh, hearing aid on nope. fire. Nope. Not a paddle. Nope. Oh. Maybe uh, he was trying to find a gimp. Maybe. Could have been. <laughs> uh, Joe, this story's for you. I know you like birds. I like, do like, like to birds. bond with birds. Yep. Deaf since childhood, Razali bin Mohammed Habadin has developed a closer bond with the creatures under his care than any keepers at Singapore's Jurong Bird Park, where other staff members refer to him simply as the bird whisperer. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Razali lost 80% of his hearing after he became ill as a baby. He started working at the park over two decades ago, and he's risen to the position of deputy head avian keeper. He communicates with the birds through grunts gestures, and body language. Told AFP he recognizes the birds by their behaviors and personalities, saying all of them are my good friends. Good buddies? Other staff at the park have dubbed the 48-year-old the bird whisperer after, of course, the horse whisperer. Uh, He has a way of communicating, says assistant curator Angela Lim. Just by a look, he knows whether or not the bird is well. Rosali leads about a dozen staff, and giving them instructions usually involves him making various hand gestures, then reading the lips of his colleagues when they respond. His way with the creatures at the park, which is home to more than 5,000 birds, from parrots to hornbills, was on display as he brought a snack of palm fruits into an enclosure filled with parrots. 
The guy's got a kind of a lousy life. You ever see does. any parrots down no. in Florida? Wild no, ones? no, I haven't seen any. Never. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, no. let me let me point out something to you. <laughs> ask, ask Joe what I said out in the hall. What did I say earlier, Joe? Thin soup. Tough news day. Thin soup. This, uh, this this segment this week, there's been thin, nothing. Thin soup. Nothing. Okay. You ever okay. see a squirrel monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they no. got a face like a squirrel. No, no a squirrel has a face like a monkey. Down there. No, it's they're a, down it's there. It's a squirrel no, or a monkey? Get it's a squirrel, but its face is like a monkey. Got it. Seen a few geckos. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Are they as uh, as uh, horny as the other ones were that John was mentioning <laughs> in the last segment? You ever seen the fat, naked ass of a traffic guy? <laughs> as he waves it in your pathetic face? <laughs> Unfortunately, that one time when I walked in a little early, no one was in here. Really, can't unsee that. Yeah, that's not good. It's like a bear in the middle of the woods. Yeah, it really is. He's saving the good stuff for uh, right now. Here it comes, Kenny. This is the one. John Nailish. Here we go. That's the one we've been waiting for. This is a feel-good story. Okay, good. We need one of those. Feel-good stories are your favorites. I know, Kenny. So yes. The Michigan State Police organized a unique way to help a man who was threatening suicide on a highway overpass. They pulled together multiple semi-truck drivers to help shorten the fall. Oh, I do that all the time, John. I've seen it, I've seen it here done numerous times. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I have. All right. Well, this ended well. He didn't, okay. he didn't jump. They got him okay. off here. So. That is, uh, that is a, Any funny stuff from the Wyoming Police Department today? No. Uh, nothing, 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 I wish, I wish there was. Nothing. Did they catch any potheads with their cupcakes on 420 day? China, I got a China story. Who asked for China? I did, John. Trying to help you. Chinese traffic police in Daozhou, Sichuan oh, province, yeah. have been letting people who commit minor moving offenses off the hook if they confess on social media and their post gets 20 or more likes. Wow. wow. That's that's right out of the Wyoming Police that's, Department. That's, that's damn near the same thing. All the way from China. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so far, ten you know, Szechuan is my favorite form is it? of Chinese food. Is yes, it, it is. Yes. Can you it's tell got me a little bite to it? Why do we wait till fifty three when obviously <laughs> things are going so wrong? Why don't we go right now? Fifty one. You can go. Fifty one thirty right <laughs> you, now. You a never, good time, Kenny. You never know. Patrick might be right. I might be saving the best yes, for yeah. last. Do we do this you're time? Not yet, you're not no, done yet, are you? This, this oh, timing thing has to do with you and your bloody stoplight, doesn't it? <laughs> no, has Nothing to do no, with well, then let's break right he now. Likes to run her let's up break. The top. No, let's face it. This piece—it's been a base piece of crap since forty-eight. <laughs> let's, let's, let's what's John go. got? What does this go? John, one more chance. To now we're, now we're coming up one on fifty-two. More, huh? So let's now see. you're asking for another story at fifty-two when we don't have time for an extra. <laughs> no, we story. do. We do. We see what he's got. Police say a warning of a nuclear threat that was broadcast it, in a downtown Winnipeg neighborhood was a prank. Okay, that's not bad. That's a good start, nuclear, Kenny. Huh? Nuclear Holocaust story. I like those. It's 5250. The audio recording blasted through Osborne Village about 920 Sunday evening. A warned a nuclear attack was occurring against Canada and the United States. Winnipeg. They wouldn't attack Winnipeg. (laughs) I got out just in time. It said six missiles were expected to strike in the next 15 to 25 minutes. Did they panic? Uh, Four people apparently called the police. That's all they got out of it. They, Nobody paid The rest it. thought that maybe we wouldn't, as much as we dislike Canada, we probably wouldn't uh, exactly. send our missiles. Yeah. Like I said, should have gone at 48. <laughs>